Welcome back to another episode and I am so excited because I have an incredible guest on today. So as you know, I'm doing a series on really sharing people's stories because I really feel like we have this incredible platform and everyone I meet, everyone I speak to, the people who have touched my life, they have this powerful story and I know that you do too and I'm just loving sharing these. So This is a very dear guest because this is a good friend and also my one-on-one coach for almost two years and she really saw the growth from struggling business into hitting those five-figure months. So I am super excited to have Rebecca Hayden on the podcast today. She is a mindset and business coach with a master's in hypnotherapy, NLP, and keynote speaking. Rebecca guides her clients to rewire their subconscious thoughts and create powerful behavioral changes so that they can reach their most mind-blowing visions and goals. But her real passion, specialization, and focus is helping ambitious female entrepreneurs grow their business to multiple five-figure months with so much ease, unlocking their highest level performance, and building massive self-trust so that they step into the identity of the woman who is living a life full of experiences with regular travel and running a business that actually feels sustainable and safe and Rebecca embodies this so much if you go follow her her links in the show notes but she embodies what she preaches to a next level and what I'm so excited to share with you in today's episode is the story that she has been on the journey that she has been on and she is now she she shares a special announcement which only came out last week but she shares it in this episode as well She is truly living a dream life and we go into this in the episode but if you are in that space where things feel sticky right now, you're in the middle, maybe you have to make a big decision and that scares you. The decision that you maybe are feeling called to make scares you because of the unknown. Rebecca's story is going to anchor in the power, the transformation, the shifts and the absolute freaking magic that can happen when you choose you, when you make that big decision, when you step into the unknown. So without further ado, let's dive in and I hope you enjoy the episode. Beck, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today and I want to start with the story that I always think of with you, which is your original, original story of when you flew to Australia with one suitcase and a thousand pounds to your name. You know it well. (laughs) (laughs) So much has changed since then, but take me back to that time because I think it'd be really cool to go through your different origin stories, but take me back to that time and how you were feeling in that moment. Mm. God, it feels so long ago now. Like I know I always look back and I'm like, oh, 2019 wasn't too far ago. And then I'm like, no, hang on. Like nearly, what is it? Five years now? Four years? Five years. And yeah. Just the time within that, like how Like COVID. And, like there was just so much going on, wasn't there? But I basically had come to like a bit of a fork in the road of my life, which I never, ever thought I'd come to. Um, Because growing up, I just always thought I would be in the performing arts industry for the rest of my life. That's what I was going to do. Like that's what I wanted to do since I was li- little. And I think when I made the decision to to walk away from the industry, feeling like a big fat failure, FYI, it was awful. I think I had that moment where I was like, I have no clue. Like I have no clue where to even begin with a career or what I want my life to look like or what that even is going to be. And like I fell upon like teaching dance and like I got really... I got really into that and was growing this, the dance side of where I worked and stuff, but nothing felt right. And I feel like it was this like real sticking point for me where I was like, wow, is this how people feel when they don't know what they want to do? I was like, what the hell? Like, I just never had that experience before. So when the Australia opportunity came up, I was like, fuck it. Like, I was like, what else am I going to do? Like, it was literally that conversation that I had with myself of like, if I don't do this, I'm going to be teaching dance for the rest of my life, which is Mm. not what I want. Um, And that's kind of the decision that really snapped me into going without, I didn't really think about it. I didn't really process anything. I had a lot of people being like, what the hell are you doing? Like, why are you going? Um, 
but yeah, that was the, that was like the real momentum behind it because I was just so like, if I stay here, this is how life is going to look. And that is not what I'm here for. Yeah. I love that you said about the the fork, because that's what I always talk about. It's like this metaphorical crossroads, which I feel like people have it. I mean, I had that when I became pregnant and I think it's these moments where it's not necessarily driven by this desire of, I know exactly what I want. It's just, I definitely know that I can't carry on doing this. I yes. Yeah. And so many people stay, oh, well, I don't know what I want. So I'm just going to stay on the path that's laid out for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think because I'd never done that ever before, like I've always been... The, like I went to a different school than everyone. I always did something different to everyone. Like I've always been the gal who never follows the crowd. So for then to be in this like, and now I'm back at home and now I'm, you know, I was living at my mom and dad's again. Like it, like I'd had this huge, big, like five to nine years in London, living the London life, being a performer, working professionally. And then to be like, wow, okay, I'm now back where I used to live and doing the same thing. Like, I was like, no, 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 like I'm out, ejected, go. (laughs) (laughs) But then fast forward to when you came back from Australia, because I feel like this is your next almost story yes, like origin sure. story because yeah. we, we talk a lot about storytelling I think it's one of the best ways to share that's kind of why I love the online businesses we get to yeah. share our stories and people can resonate with them whether they get the physical 3d reality of what happened it's these emotions and feelings but share what you want around it but obviously fast forward to four years later three years yes later. four years later yeah four years later and I feel like you coming back was quite the story of, oh. of almost the same, almost the same, like internally what was happening. But tell me about that. Yeah, I think it was it was really strange because like I obviously went to Australia as one person. And when I got to Australia, that was when I started to do all the work on myself. I'd done my massa NLP. I'd done my hypnotherapy. I'd like, you know, I was constantly in that self-development world and grow my business as well. And I was growing at like a rapid rate, like not just the business, like me as a human, I was like growing and I was shedding and I got boundaries all of a sudden for the first time in my life. And I stopped being such a people pleaser. And like, there was so much going on that I almost like outgrew what I thought my, I wanted my life to be. And that kind of included being with my ex. And I started to see that. And like, I started to see this growth and I was like, wow, I'm now, I've kind of trapped myself again in this pattern that I'd done before going to Australia. And I really had to look at it because I am an Aries and I am a generator. So I'm like, let's go, let's go. (laughs) Yeah, This is why we get on so well. Um, So I'm like, decision made, like I'm mm-hmm. off like and I, de- I don't usually tend to, to sit and decide and ponder and think and stuff which I think is a good thing but sometimes not so much but um and I had not been home for four years because yeah. of COVID and getting um we I had like permanent residency out in Australia as well and when I came back for my friend's wedding I think the moment that I literally arrived on English soil I was like what the fuck have I done? And I literally remember having that like moment of being like, oh, wow. And again, like I had this like real internal battle because when I went to Australia, people were like, you're glowing. I've never seen you so happy. Like Australia is the place for you. Like they were saying all of this, this story, but I think internally I knew how unhappy I was with the relationship, how much I missed my family, how much like, seeing what seeing to have a life there and like not have my mom and dad as part of having kids or getting married like all of that it kind of came flooding back and the the very first thing that I did was go on my friend's Hindu and I just remember being like I can't believe (laughs) that I did like that I've left for this long and not realize how much this is so important to me and I think it was like that moment then when I was like okay like the kind of cogs started turning and things started I started to really think deeply about what I wanted for the rest of my life and I think like like I said the people pleaser within me and like the kind of I've just got to get out of England when I left Australia because I didn't really have anything to hold on to that's that 
no longer existed because I then had my business and I knew what I wanted to do. So I was like, right now I'm making a decision from what do I, like me, Becky, actually want for the rest of my life? So um, that was kind of like the the domino effect of the rest of my time in England. And there was eight weeks and it finished with a wedding, my friend, my best friend's wedding, where I met Jack, who is now my fiance. Um, and I just remember, I re- like, I remember so vividly being like the universe has provided today. And it was like exactly what both me and Jack needed at the time to get out of the relationships that we were in that were very toxic and and not what we wanted. And we were both at that same pinnacle, like mm-hmm. in the same moment. And I think that's what connected us so, like I have goosebumps thinking about how, like I can't even comprehend how it happened. <laughs> like yeah. literally, it was very weird. It is one of those sync. Like when I remember you telling me the story, and it was so syn- synchronous. You know the word. It was. So I know syn- what you mean. <laughs> yeah, synchronicitized. <laughs> it was so. It was just. And this is the thing, isn't it? I remember you always used to say this as well when we worked together with like clients and stuff. It's like you can't ever figure out or know where the next client's going from. You can't figure out or know where you're going to meet the love of your life or how things are going to happen. It really is just the trust. And I think something that I really picked up on when you're talking there, and again, it's why so many people stay stuck, is because they're not willing or brave enough to let go of the things that got them. You have to let Mm. go of the things that you you said there. Like you grew so much in those four years that you were in Australia in this personal development bubble business bubble cut off from the rest of the world because of covid cut off from the rest of the world because you're in australia and it's so bloody far away yeah (laughs) and like your family and friends and life that you knew and then to come back as this almost new version of you it requires a lot of bravery to let go of the other bits that got you there because you had to let go of obviously certain relationships and certain it was like a new level is what it sounds like of people pleasing and boundaries yeah. like the universe is really like okay you said you've you've stopped the people pleasing you've got boundaries what do you really want back and are you willing to do what you need to do yes and I think that that is like are you willing to do what you need to do and I remember you know when going through the breakup was like that transition of the breakup and everything else that came with the exes. And there was so much, like I was living in EastEnders drama for weeks and weeks and weeks. Like my nervous system was broken Mm. by the end of it, but I had to navigate having a business. I had to still show up on social media, even though we got the minions watching all my stories and I had to go through and unblock people. Like there was so much going on, but it was at that moment that I was like, what am I willing to risk? And what am I willing to go through to actually get what I want? And I think for the first time ever, like I had that realization. And I think because me and Jack both knew what how special it was like it wasn't just like we'd had a conversation and we were like oh that was nice I was like no this is this is it like I was meant to meet you and we're gonna be together forever and we kind of knew that um so you're kind of you're willing then to go through the shit I think more so but honestly that period of my life is probably one of the hardest that I've ever had to navigate and I think I had so many people reach out to me at that point especially because I wasn't telling all the ins and outs and I still probably never will, but you know, people would message me being like, I've wanted to do this for years or, oh my God, you've made me realize how much I need to do this. Like, I think like people, one, don't talk about it. And two, they're so scared to do it that they stay unhappy. And I'm like, I'm not here for that. Like, I'm just not here for, to have a mundane life and I never will. So, yeah. I always have this same thought. I think this is, we're we're so so much of your story resonates with with the things in totally different ways as well. Yeah. But, um, how do you navigate, this is a conversation we were having before we hit record, but how do you navigate personal challenges? Because I think people have this warped idea that like, and I know I did before like, I made any money in my business. I was like, when I hit 5K bucks, yeah. like, <laughs> that'll be great. <laughs> And it's like, no, life will life. Like life keeps on lifing, shit happens. You will be thrown way more obstacles as you have more and more to hold. 
and I, I talk about this in like the law of duality like you can only if you want to hold the good stuff you've also got to be okay to hold the not so good stuff yeah. so and I think navigating online businesses where we are so open and we're so um we, we hold a lot as well like coaching is a huge responsibility like yeah. I know when I've had that when I was going through things and I felt like sometimes I felt like I was being ripped at the seams trying to hold my own shit together and then I would have people talking to me about breakups and I was like how am I how is this happening like um Please, not today <laughs> I'm trying to navigate my own but it was always a perfectly aligned and I was like well this is how I'm going through and I found it like a natural almost I spoke about this in a post it's like how you lead yourself through the personal challenges is really who you are as a leader but I'd yeah. like to hear I'd love to hear like your experience of that like how and what you would say to somebody who is going through some personal challenge whatever that is um when they're running a business and how how to navigate that yeah I have so many people ask me this question and I think because I've had to navigate so much like obviously of recent as well for me I think having emotional intelligence was probably one of my best things around the time of the breakup especially with everything that was going on from an external point of view of like being attacked basically which I was by outs you know the outside world um and I think like being able to detach from that to the point where I don't go numb to it and I did go numb for a while because I had to because it was the only way you know I was in fight or flight and I went into fawn the part of your like nervous system where you just go into kind of freeze mode and you do yeah. go numb and I did that for a while but I allowed myself to be in that and I knew why I was in that and how I could navigate back out of it but I think like the emotional intelligence around what I was making it all mean and just coming back to the point of like why I made this decision like I haven't made this decision for them and nor do I have to prove myself or tell them why which I found very very hard because I hate people hating me I hate people thinking a certain thing about me. Like I have to have the narrative of who I am and I, I want people to know that. But I almost had to let go of that in order to get through it because I was like, the more I try, you know, I'm never going to be friends with Jack's ex ever in my life. So like, why am I trying to make her understand why we did what we did? So I think it was that that kind of conversation that I had to have with myself of, what am I making this mean? Their attack on me. What am I making it mean? I know exactly what I've done and some of it was wrong and we could have navigated it in a different way. But like you said, life is life. It happens. And we're humans. We're human. We're human. Humans. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's how it was. Um, but equally, like just having the, I think more than anything, it was the knowing as to why I've done it. Like it was that knowing of like, okay like for the first time in my life and it was probably the first time in my life I did something for me ever which felt scary too but like I was like for the first time in my life this is actually a decision that I am a hundred percent behind and I will deal with whatever I have to deal with and I think it's always we always make it so much worse in our head don't we yes and it does feel hell you know like if I go if I go back to that day where it all came out that felt awful I mm. felt awful but really now that one day versus what the rest of my life is going to be like like where am I going to go with that do you know so I think it was it was the emotional intelligence of what I was doing with the everything coming back at me and how I was navigating that and just really in a wanky way like coming back to my why like coming back to why I did it you know like as we always say but that <laughs> leads you doesn't it it really does lead you it does. It's the the desire for what, and I think for what we know we're truly supposed to have. And especially as women, we are so, we still do have this, it's so ingrained, that people pleasing, that, um, and you see it playing out in so many ways, I think, once you recognise yes. it. Yes. I feel like it's a constant unravelling, especially as a woman, Um in, in various you know when you when you meet the person that you want to be with when you get married when you have a baby like there's all these different layers that come out of like deeper people pleasing that's something that I really had to learn even more um I didn't think I was that much of a people pleaser but I I was and then when I had 
Hudson I had to really navigate like because that's obviously like a new level of martyrdom that could yes <laughs> yeah of oh I need to lay everything down for this child and like I remember when with me and my business I had to I was quite open about the fact that you know what I need my business and that felt uncomfortable to do mm. and there's been many other situations since then with people pleasing but I think for women it is it's really hard for us to say you know what I really want this and yeah. be willing to be misunderstood which is kind of what you were saying there and it's yes. a really painful process yeah I I found that the the most painful of anything is being misunderstood and I think especially because you know deep down you know who you are you know what you're like you know the reasons as to why you've done it and I would never want to hurt someone and I did in the process and I have to be okay with that but like equally we were both so unhappy in our relationships that like I'm like why would you I just don't get it like why would I stay there like to please the world and I think like I had to go through that as well because obviously the people who had followed me to Australia had followed my journey there and you know I was building a bus and we were going traveling and this whole life like and I left that behind and didn't get any money for the bus either bastards but um <laughs> we'll leave that one there um but you know like I really had to navigate that as well like I found that really hard when I came back from England mm -hmm. is that everyone had this like but that's what you were doing that's where you were going and then I was like no no, no like I mm -hmm. I'm gonna do what I want to do like my life Not yeah. <laughs> it's funny though isn't it how people so there's two things this and I think you did really well because a, a thing that I really struggled with in the past when my relationship broke down was and I still do I still find it incredibly difficult is the attachment to a future that actually wasn't real although mm. on some plane it does exist yeah yeah but it's that attachment to a future nothing's real the past isn't real the future isn't real it's just right now here and now but we can get so attached to how we think things are supposed to be and how they're supposed to look especially when you've been with someone a long time and you build your life together and it's it's really hard to and I think again this is why so many people stay stuck in relationships yeah. they're not happy in is because it's like oh that that future idea perception yeah mm -hmm. yeah um and there was something else I was going to say talk if you were going to say something something else yeah I think like the future and I found out of all of it I think because my business is such an integral part of me and who I am and I think will always will be I had this like I couldn't visualize what the he what the hell the business was going to look like like and everyone who listened to me back then knew that I was going to move to Noosa and I was going to have my floor to ceiling windows and like off it like I had it all mapped out as to what the business was going to look like in Australia so when I like kind of flip turned my whole life and literally changed every single thing I think I remember my team member being like you're going to dye your hair as well I mean we might as well while you're here like I literally changed it all um it was a bit like wow okay what do I now want and I had this I remember having this time and it was a good like six to nine months where I could not visualize anything like I couldn't visualize the future I couldn't visualize where I would live in England I couldn't visualize what it was going to look like or how my business was going to be like I had this real like um I don't think it was a freak out but it was like I cannot see anything and I think it was because I was just literally like let's get by day by day like keep selling keep showing up which I did and it was fine but I had that real wow, I don't know what that looks like because mm. I'd made it such a thing in Australia. Mm. I think that's a really important point as well because there's so much, especially like we're both in mindset and visualization. We know the power of visualization. We know the power of that kind of future pacing and all of that. And I've been in that with with for a long time. Like I just need to get through the next three months. I just need yeah. to get through the next three months. I just need yeah. to get through the next. It kept being three month cycles because I just I did. It was all such a shock to the system. Um, but it kind of what you were doing there is you were still showing up. You were still doing yeah. it no matter yeah. what. And I think yeah. it's okay. Therefore, like you can still have the dream, and it's probably better than you could ever visualize. But you also need to, sh you need to have that discipline and commitment in the, in the present, in the now. Yeah. And I think that's like, I see that a lot. And I think people, I think the reason why people ask me how I navigate 
the hard things and how people think I'm always peachy and having a great life and everything's incredible for me is because I do show up all the time. Come, come rain, come shine. I'll be there. And I think if the way that I navigate the business and the structure that I have and the strategies that I use allow me to do that, you know, if I don't want to show up on Instagram, I fall back on the podcast. If the podcast isn't there, I can fall on something else. Like I've got those things in place. And I think like that was a real help for me because I could, you know, I would go back on old stories and use those or, you know, like I would find a way to be able to show up because that's what I've committed to. And it doesn't matter if you have a good slash bad day. There is always a way that you can be or could be showing up with or without the pressure. And I I never would do that, be like, show up at all times, even through the, the shit of it. Like, you know, I'm not like that, but I'm like, how many systems can I have in place to be able to carry on doing that? Yeah. So I think that was helpful. Because I think we've seen a lot of people bow out of their business. I actually saw a post, and I don't know who she was. She must have shown up. She was obviously someone I followed. Um, and because she hadn't shown up for a while, she put a post and it basically came off my feed. I don't know who she yeah. was, but she basically took six months out because she was overwhelmed and struggling and had to take some time out. And now she wrote this really honest post and it was like, and now I need to learn to commit again. I need to build trust again. And I'm like, why didn't I just carry on going? Literally, um, literally. And yeah. I think we see so many people and we've seen big names um, take huge, like give up their businesses or, or take mm. stuff and all of that I mean some of them like if you build your business and you can incredible but there's a lot that has in the past I think been this huge amount of emphasis and a lot of it was on in the COVID time pandemic so it was show up you can just show up all the time and actually is that realistic for life as a woman if you want to grow a family yeah your life anyway if you want to travel like it's not realistic to be able to do that without having systems and that's definitely something I found last year because I had so many illnesses. Yeah. Um, nursery was great for <laughs> kids and my, my immune system. I thought they got sick because they have no immune system. So I don't know why as adults. We <laughs> why <up>. me? <laughs> <laughs> but that was a huge eye opener. And then it was like the last six months of last year. The last six months of the last year was like, how do I really want it to look? And what do I want this to look like? And how is it going to? grow as like Hudson gets older and then when he goes to school so I want to be there for like school pick up and drop off and things like that and at the Mm. moment it's like a full day because you pay for it nursery so there's all of these things that I think people weren't thinking about and now life is happening and they don't know how to manage yes and business because they co-created their business in a way that supports their life. And this was a story that I got at the end of 2022 when I was like, I had a mentor at the time, you know, and um, I was like, well, I can't live life like that. I have a toddler. I'm a single parent. I have a dog. Um, So I made up this mantra of like, that still gets to happen for me, but my business gets to support my life. And it was like, mm-hmm. it's still sometimes refining all of that because I think life changes but there is definitely more, I think, awareness now for women who want to actually build a business. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. And I think I saw that the most from, you know, being in Australia. And yes, it was around the COVID times, but we definitely didn't go through it as much as the UK went through it in in the fact of like, I don't have many memories of COVID being that restrictive or anything in Australia for some reasons. But, you know, I had you know, my ex never wanted to do anything. We never went anywhere. So I just worked on the business 6am till 9pm. And that's what I would do on a Sunday, on a Saturday, on every day. And so when I came home and I was like, wow, a partner that wants to do things with me on the weekdays, (laughs) this is new. (laughs) And like, I, I went from like being able to write content on a Saturday or Sunday if I wanted to, to like, no, well, no, I want to live my life. I want to spend time with you. Oh, my family. Oh, my friends. Like, and I actually had a client ask me um, a couple of weeks ago. She was like, you know, you were, you, you were so, you grew so, so much in 2023 and like, did you work harder? Like, how did you do it? And I actually replied to her and I was like, I worked less last year than I had worked ever in my business because it was so, 
because of the boundaries that I put in place and the things that I had and the systems that I had in place, I could work so much smarter rather than being this constant on because that's not what I want my life to look like. And the same as we've had the conversations, I don't want to be doing 20 lives a week. I don't want to, like, I don't want to be doing all of that. And I know if I did it, I probably would be more successful with more money, but at what price? Yeah. you know at what, what price successful that's yeah we look at if yeah. you look at successful you've probably heard this before is the billionaire with all of that money and all the houses and cars but deeply unhappy and depressed is that successful is that mm. really how we're judging success yeah like and where we're getting it from yeah and that is what it is and it's like of course these things are incredible and people can be in different stages of their life for sure well. for like, sure like someone who's 25 making six figures a week like that's great for you but if you don't have kids and a dog and like you haven't had life shit yet I can't relate to you like yeah I can't can't be showing up the way you are yeah it's just different and that's the thing I had and I was in a a mentorship where it was something they could like show up all of the time and do all of these lives and across all of these different platforms and I was like that just like I'm not I I can't do that and I was in a place then as you know where my nervous system was absolutely yeah fucked and yeah (laughs) and it was just like and it but it's fine because we know it's stories we tell ourselves it's just that's not the only way it has to look it's one way and you get to create your own way but that is going to require maybe a different level of work and it's going to require the the systems and boundaries and something else I want to ask you as well is in 2023 when you put in some of these boundaries and you and I think you shifted some of your um I don't know if you shifted your one-on-one container during while we worked together, but you know, you went from three calls a week to like. Yes. Yeah. 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 You made some changes with your clients. Like how, because I think that's another thing. People are like scared to take away, take away Mm. quotation marks there to um, change like how the container might look or like the things people get in it and maybe even increase the value of it. And there's, there can be this thing of like, well, if I'm going to put the, my prices up, I need to give more. Mm. Um, how, what would you say to someone like, what helped you to, to I'm going to use the word navigate again. <laughs> what Perfect. helped you to put that in place and still maintain those relationships with your clients as well? And did you have any clients who you felt like didn't respond well to that? If, if you can yeah <laughs> I didn't actually which is a good thing but I, I am currently navigating wanting to take Fridays off Voxer so I'm currently going through that again you know for the next yeah. level of what that looks like and I think I think for me I was always really scared with boundaries because I've never had them right so when I started to have boundaries and when that started to look more like boundaries for me it did feel really scary to hold them but and I, I think it was you actually I I think I took a week off and you were like, thank, thank you. Because you give me permission to have a week off from my clients too. And I remember like, I remember, I can't even remember what it was, but I remember you saying that's like, that sticks in my head that I'm like, the more boundaries that I put in place, Mm -hmm. the more I allow my clients to have boundaries in their business. And I always remember that when I'm doing that. And I think because I'm such a, I do over deliver always. Mm -hmm under promise over deliver best business advice ever (laughs) but you know like I always will over deliver and I am always going to be that person and if I do want to go into Voxer on the weekend I will if if in when it works for me but I think doing that it was it was more of a decision of what is going to work for me and how am I going to show up best for my clients because when I was working and had you know there was I would have like three three sessions and then we'd have like a a week off that was a couple of years ago that I did that so three sessions back to back in the in the month and then a week off at the end of the month and a what one week in between sessions it's like I would get back to the client session they're like Beck we've only just had the session I've had no time to implement so like I would just keep getting to these sessions and they're like I've kind of got nothing to talk about because I'm not really you know so I I was like actually from a decision point of you getting better results me going to bi-weekly calls is going to actually serve you better and make and allow you to do more anyway so I kind of looked at it from both ways and I think whenever I'm changing anything in the business um, from a boundary perspective of like what I want my container to look like I think allowing the client to see how much it's going to um, help them as well as it's going to help me um, in that in that aspect. Um, and then, you know, there's, there is some instances, for example, 
taking Fridays off, I'm bringing that in now with any new client that comes in. Mm. So all of my old clients, they signed up and they signed a contract that was Monday to Friday. And I think if I did want to do that, I would have a discussion with them and I would probably calculate the Fridays that they miss and add it on to the end. You know, like I would do that yeah. because that's what they've signed in for. But I think the more I the more I see how much boundaries has a massive impact on actually how I show up and coach as so much better, yeah. the more I'm like, okay, it's safe to implement them. Yeah. And I think as well, we're, we're entering this era almost of like, and I'm, I had a coach who spoke a lot about this, like, we don't need to be in Voxer all of the time. No. Like, oh, my God. Self-led. And I, I know this word self-led is thrown around a lot. And like, you can have your shit, of course. But like, sometimes I think, and I haven't really had this at all. Um but I think sometimes people feel like, oh, I need to, I need to use the box or I need to get all I can out of it. And it's like, is that really coming from a state of abundance and growth or is that coming from lack and scarcity? Yes. Yeah. And I like, I, wow, my God, I was like obsessed with Voxer for my clients. Like I was in there all of the time. And when I didn't have like when I didn't have structure in the business, I was like, mm, don't really know what I should be doing now. Okay, I'll just jump into Voxer. And it was kind of this like safety blanket that I was like, if I didn't know what I was doing or I didn't know what I'd had planned, I'd be like, well, I'll go into Voxer because that's going to make me feel like I'm doing work. I'm working hard, you know, like, and so I was in there a lot. And mm. my clients then learned that I would be there a lot and I would reply straight away. Like I almost taught them how mm. to use it. And I think when I, you know, I had like a really big discussion with my coach at the time when I was going through this and she was like, Beck, if we like made a job description for you, what would it say? And I was like, boxer, answerer. <laughs> that's what I do. Like, that's literally <laughs> what I would do. And it was that kind of like mirror that she gave back to me where I was like, no, like I cannot keep doing this. Like, because like, yes, it's okay to be there, but like people aren't, you know, my clients are not going to have me forever. I don't want them to have me forever because that's a big part of my, you know, a big part of my purpose is to get them to be able to coach themselves. And I don't need, like, you know, when I message my coach, I'm not like, well, it's been three minutes since I messaged her. Like, you know, I'm never like that ever. And I know she has her boundaries too. So I think the more I learn to not mm. be in there all the time. And I did have to like, oh my God, I had to learn that like I had to put it in my diary of the times that I could go. It Like I really had to strip it back because it was such a habit that I created. Um, But like now the pressure is off and I don't have that anymore. And my clients still get incredible results. So you did it. Yeah. It's yeah. like the evidence is there. Yeah. And, um, Going back to, so you had a huge amount of change in 2023 yes. boundaries, lots yeah. of growth all the exciting things happen happening you got engaged I did <laughs> tell us the engagement story because I messaged you and I was like are you gonna get a ring tonight <laughs> it was so funny because like I was so basically I knew I was like if if not in New York where the fuck is it gonna be like yeah. I was like it has to happen but he played such a good game like, Had you spoken about it? Had you spoken? Yeah, like we'd spoke. Like I think we knew that it was going to happen anyway. I didn't know it, whether it would be this, as in last year or this year, or yeah. and like I'd he'd start asking like what what rings I liked and stuff. So we'd had the conversation. It was very prevalent mm -hmm. in our relationship. And when we went to New York, I was like. You know, when you look for signs, right? Because you've watched the films, you've watched. I'm like, right, he's letting me go in his bag. Like, I haven't seen him go out to the shops to get the ring. I, there's been no order. Like, I was literally racking my brains through every single possible thing. And I, he'd booked like a crisp, a Christmas present for the Wednesday night, which everyone was like, oh, he's going to do it. Like, everyone was jumping on the bandwagon. <laughs> but because he'd been so cool, no nerves, no mm. nothing, hadn't changed a peep on the Wednesday. Like I was just like, I messaged his sister who I've got like an amazing relationship with. And I was like, he's not doing it. I literally have the message where I'm like, I'm 99% sure that I we're not going to get engaged this week because he was so <laughs> cool about it. I was like, you're the best actor ever. Um, 
like even when we got so like we went on this like helicopter ride and like we got there and they were scanning him and the scanner was going off because the ring was in his coat like it was you know like I would have been sweating at this point like and like no like nothing and he said to, to me it was really funny because I kind of guessed that it was going to be a helicopter ride and I think he because he played such a good game, Jack was like, you should have seen your face when you realized that you thought it was just a helicopter ride. And I was like, that makes me sound like the worst person ever. I'm like, oh, just a helicopter ride then. <laughs> um, so he booked this private helicopter um, and we went up in the New York skyline and we kind of went around the Statue of Liberty and all the way up the one side and like turned around to come back down the other side. And it went really quiet for a while. Still nothing had happened. And he turned to me and he went back and he pulled the ring out of his gilet. And just as the moment that he pulled the ring out to ask me, the pilot started talking. <laughs> now, on when you're in a helicopter, you can only have one person talking at oh, one no. time. <laughs> so we'd all got the headphone thingies on. And he was like, Beck, with this ring in the air. And then the pilot started talking about some fucking landmark. <laughs> he like, so, read the room. <laughs> both of us were like... <laughs> And then, and then he popped the question, bless him. So it was, uh, it was a messy, like the most perfect, messy engagement ever. I loved it. Oh, I love it. I think that I feel like there's always a little bit of a story where it doesn't Has go to be. quite plan, but that's yeah. what makes it a story. And I think you know this is the whole point of these podcasts as well. Is like as we've seen, like the story isn't perfect. The story is messy, and you're when you're in the thick of it, it's hard. And I think you know there's always there's always new life that life will be lifing and things like that yeah. so this will probably air it can air next week okay <laughs> yeah let's talk about it yeah that's so what is the story what is the story happening what story are we living at the moment <laughs> oh I'm living the pregnant story at the moment <laughs> which will be out there by the which time will, I, I will have announced <laughs> um but yeah so it was really funny actually because we had it was massively planned um which was ironic because we were like, let's have a, like, let's conceive in New York. What a great story. So like everything was like, it was our first time trying, which I know, you know, I, in my head, I was like, it's going to take a while. Like it's not going to happen first time. Um, secretly, I was like, it probably will because that's what I've asked for. And I get what I asked for. It's like kind of, kind of like manifestation vibes. Um, and we were like, I was tracking my cycle really, really well. So I knew exactly when I was ovulated and everything. And it was bang on the week that I was in New York. And I was like, it's perfect. It's all just, it's all just fun. So we like obviously tried in New York. And um, when I got engaged, I remember having like a, oh, I kind of don't mind. Like, I kind of don't mind if I'm, if we don't get pregnant this time around, because we've now got the engagement and we can be in that happiness for a bit. And then 23rd of December rolls around and the pregnancy test came back positive. <laughs> so... <Congratulations>. Thanks. <laughs> so now we get to see you, which is well, because this will be live out in the open. Oh, I know you've my God. <laughs> it has been the but... worst month ever. <laughs> the the story and I think what I love why I love these stories that you shared and thank you so much for sharing them My is pleasure. because it is messy and it's painful and you and, and people get hurt and, and you feel the pain and it's all of these things happen but yet when you have that it's really is the story like the lesson from your stories is like it's letting go of that people pleasing, like being so unapologetic in what you want to go after, because it's like you've just had this dream life since you've said yes no to the things that you didn't want to be with, even though it was scary, even though it was all of these, it was uncomfortable. You didn't know what life was going to look like. You didn't, you didn't know, like I knew you knew in your heart, but like there was pure faith. Like you had yeah. no evidence. No, not at all. And I know we didn't touch on it, but I think you, you, did you, was, was I right in remembering this? If I remembered it correctly, you had a bit of fear of coming back from Australia if people would still be interested in like being close by you. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, yeah. Which is all like so normal. Like when you go through this shift and you think, oh, I've created this persona almost, like what if people would It was mind? really weird. Yeah. I remember, I think that was the biggest one of this like persona of 
they, I was like, I can no longer tell the story of the one thousand pounds and the one suitcase, and like, you know, like I but know you did because oh, I, I made you share I still it. you do. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but you know, like I remember having that, like, what's my story going to be now? And do you, mm. and and I think the biggest thing is as well is that I actually looked really happy in Australia because obviously I'm not going to come on stories and be like, so today my ex really fucked me off and we're not happy. Like I'm never going to be like that. Am I? Like you navigating it on the back end, so to everyone's perception, I was having the best life ever. And I think like I really struggled with people then going, oh, you weren't happy? Oh, you were struggling? Oh, well, we didn't see that. Like I kind of felt that pull of that like, oh God, that feels uncomfortable. Um, And I think that's probably why I share more now and why I've found it so hard not to share my pregnancy trimester one journey. Um, But like, I think it was that moment where I was like, okay, I do want to be a bit more open and I'm never going to share when I'm in the thick of it because who wants that? Like, you know, I'm not going to be crying on social media, but I do want to take people with me and let them understand that I go through it too. Mm, Yeah. And I think there's a balance, isn't it? That's what I've, I've learned ish over the years (laughs) of like there was a point when I was like okay I have to share parts of my story and like there's still very much things that are and you know facing the things that you faced of like backlash on what I'm sharing and how I'm sharing and um it can feel really you know you, you you do question yourself sometimes and you doubt yourself like am I these things like am I in the wrong and you it's it's really hard, I think, mentally and emotionally when you're going after what you want and the people around you don't get it. Like no one, no one gets it. No yeah. one gets it at all. And I think that was the, I think the, it was it was a little bit easier from Australia because once I'd broken up with my ex, everyone was like, yeah, well, he wasn't right for you. And I'm like, oh, thank you everyone for letting me know this <laughs> four years ago. And like everyone said it. But like, you know, when you just, yeah it was like at the time and that's what it was and you know I just followed I followed the Australian dream and whatever but I think like that was that was a bit easier but there were so many people that disagreed there's so many people that disagree with the boundary like I've lost a lot of friends since I've got back I don't have anywhere near the bubble that I have now that I had when I left you know because people can't deal with me being on this new level and I have to be okay with that yeah and I think that's this is why people don't grow because when you grow at that level and especially at that rate a lot of people it makes them feel all sorts of things yes and yes their story their story but it's mm-hmm. it's obviously it can be a painful situation as well for you but everyone's just like oh my you're making money or you have this or you have yeah. a relationship. Like I, and I remember thinking like, I'm one of my mentors, I like a what, a couple of years ago was like, she was making a lot of money and she was like, I cried on the bathroom floor and part of me was like, what do you have to cry about? Which is such <laughs> a horrible thing to say. Cause I was going through the breakup and just had Hudson and like, all of that stuff. And I was like, what, what, why are you sad? You're making 38 <laughs> months and you've got a boyfriend and you're living in Thailand. Like, yeah. What are you? And it's like, but it was, I witnessed the part of myself that said it. And obviously I didn't judge her for it. It was, it was like the shadow part of me. And it's like, no, your things work. Yeah. Like we yeah. all just get wrapped up in our own stories. And I've had to work really hard on that because sometimes it does feel like, oh, why, why? <laughs> why me? <laughs> you, this is like that old little victim that wants to come out and play and it's it takes a lot and I think that's why it's so powerful to hear the stories and to know like even if it's when you're at the other side like it's so powerful to know like people do go through shit like everyone yeah. is going through their own shit yeah. I always speak to people I have like random conversations with people <laughs> like my old neighbor who I loved and yes. you know I got to him and it's like everyone has a story if you talk long enough to anyone they all have a story yeah um, it's really how do you choose to make that like what do you choose to make that story mean about you like are you going to make it mean that you can't have what you want that life is hard that you're unlucky or do you choose that this is why you get to have what you want like everything might not be going the way that you want because it's a redirection not because you're not supposed to have it yeah exactly and I think that's the thing that I hold so much 
in that because like I'm not lucky I haven't done anything different like I'm not like I'm not anything to anyone that anyone else can't be either you know if I trigger you you could learn exactly what I've learned and do exactly what I'm doing like it's like to me like I just think like it's I don't know it's it's like a a world if you allow it allow it to be you know you can have that if you want to and it comes with it comes with hard work and it comes with consistency and dedication and continuously showing up of course it does but if you want it enough fucking do it like I think that's that's for me what's led me my whole life and I think it always will Mm. and I think for me for me personally you've been that evidence of like okay when you make the tough choices when you commit to the dream like it can yeah it all works out better than you ever could have hoped and like yeah always look at it now it's like I'm not the only person to be (laughs) single parenting and doing all of these things that's happening um you know I'm not the only person in the world I'm not lucky or special in that way um and you know when you make the hard decisions when you choose to let go of attachments you might have had to the future which is all the things that you did like it plays out better than you ever could have hoped for yeah so excited to share your story thank you (laughs) thank you um so obviously people can go and congratulate you there already why thanks I will put the links in the show notes but where can people find you and is there anything coming up that people want to know about yeah, so I'm always on Instagram underscore Rebecca Hayden underscore, which I'm sure will be in the show notes. Um, did you say this was going out next week? I'll put it out next week. Next week, yeah. Um, yeah. I, so I have got a free masterclass coming up, which I did move because of trimester one. Um, so that's coming up on the 20th, um, which is all about being a celebrity of your niche. It's going to be the most epic masterclass of like just getting yourself in that energy and showing up in that way. So come come and join us go and see her magic definitely yes. <laughs> always amazing um i will get and put that link in the show notes thank you as well thank you so much thank Mr. you for having Rebecca me hayden loved it as always we'll speak to you soon bye bye